back here on this Saturday morning, Sports Medicine Weekly. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. Up ahead here on the score on this Saturday morning, inside the clubhouse, that great baseball show with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. But for now, I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Charles Bush-Joseph, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, works with the Chicago White Sox, Chicago Bulls as a team physician, filling in this week for Dr. Brian Cole. All right, this is a fun segment right here, Dr. Chuck. Fitness tips that are doing more harm than good. Boy, how much advice do we get from our neighbors or the guy working out at the gym saying you're doing it wrong or, you know, we fall into, we fall into all kinds of bad habits, you right? Know, Steve, I would agree. Everybody's looking for advice, but and we often say advice is worth what you pay for it. And so, you know, there's lots of people that get these stories, and and unfortunately, sometimes they end up in our office. And hopefully, Matt's going to give us some advice to our listeners so they don't end up in my office dealing with the with with uh, with a exercise or some fitness program that's really ill ill tailored for them. Let's bring on Matt Gauthier from Athletico. He is a physical therapist at the Niles Northwest Chicago physical therapy operation. And uh, Matt, th- thanks so much for joining us. First question, as a physical therapist at Athletic Co., what kind of patients' uh, injuries do you treat? So I'm a board-certified sports specialist, so um, I treat all sorts of athletic injuries. I-, I do specialize in ACL injuries and the overhead athlete, so throwers, be that the shoulder or the elbow. All right, so give us some uh, many myths out there about working out. First one is that many believe exercise can help counter the negative effects of aging. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so it's actually a really good question. There was a good article that came out this year that actually found that as little as 10-minute bouts of exercises can decrease the amount of um, aging that we see on, on hearts and blood vessels. So as we get older, um, the parts of the heart and the blood vessels get a little little more thick and a little more hardened, uh, and as little as 10-minute bouts of exercise has been found to reverse that. And conversely, uh, or inversely, excuse me, 10-minute bouts of sedentary behavior has been found to accelerate that. You know, man, I would say that one of the things that we see from patients uh, is they, they, they get to this... Uh, a revelation. You know, they, they get to a point in life and say, listen, I, I've got to change my fitness level. I'm going to go start running every day. You know, and unfortunately, sometimes patients get into that mode, they do too much too fast. And so it's either, you know, the errors we typically see is either, uh, you know, maybe they're doing something right, but they're just doing it too often, or usually they're doing something wrong and they're doing it too often. You know, what, what's, the, what's the advice? Uh, how do you get somebody to start out in an exercise program? They, you know, they've done it a life evaluation. They really, I need to improve my fitness level. What's the, what's the startup points that you would advise your friends and neighbors and or the patients you're seeing in the clinic? Well, if somebody's going to start, if they want to get back to running or start running, uh, the best thing out there is, is a walk-run program. Um, it starts off relatively easy. Um, you know, you're walking four minutes, running one minute, and it just gradually increases. Um, biggest thing here is is people tend to get hurt if you increase that activity level uh, more than about 20% a week. Um, and there are a lot of really good, uh, like, couch to 5K programs that are out there. Uh, we also have um, an endurance program through, through Athletico that will help people kind of, you know, get off the couch and, and get running without doing too much too fast as well. Pleasure with Matt Gauthier here uh, from Athletico, Steve Cashel, Dr. Charles Bush-Joseph. It's Sports Medicine Weekly. I want to run down some uh, myths, guys, and uh, get your comments on both of them, all right? First myth, best time to work out is first thing in the morning. Uh, Truth or false? Dr. Chuck first. Uh, You know, for Chuck personally, absolutely, yes. I'm never better than in the morning. 
Really? See, I hate working out in the morning. I hate it. I'd much rather play golf in the afternoon. I'd much rather lift weights or work out in the afternoon. I wish I could get down in the morning. I know Brian Cole, uh, my usual co-host here, loves to wake up at 5 a.m. and get the blood flowing. I like that idea. I can't do it. Uh, How about you, uh, Matt? Uh, What about that myth? Is it the best time to work out first thing in the morning? I mean, honestly, the best time to work out is whenever you can fit it in. Uh, if you're a extremely high-level athlete, people tend to, to perform a little better in the morning as opposed to at the end of a long day. Um, but the best answer is really whenever you have time to do it. Something's okay. better than nothing. I agree. All right, second myth here. Weightlifting turns fat in the muscle. Matt, you agree? Uh, disagree. Okay. Uh, fat and muscle are totally different tissues. Um, the biggest thing is that um, when you are weightlifting, you're expending more calories than you're taking in so you're building muscle and when you're burning more calories than you're taking in then fat is decreasing you're not actually turning fat into muscle you know i i every patient asks me that and it really comes down to calories in and calories out and we say at least i use to them what kind of tissue are you building? Are you building fat tissue? Are you building muscle tissue? As, as Matt says, you certainly can't convert one to the other. But you gotta, you, your thought process, both in diet and exercise, is what is the tissue I'm trying to build? Guys, I really like this one, all right? This is, this is interesting. Here's a myth here. Um, well, true or false? Puzzles and games are great workouts for your brain. Or is exercising better and raising your heart rate? Doc, what do you think about that? You know, I think it's a little of both because, uh, uh, you you know, the science says you got to get blood to the brain. And if you're not getting blood to the brain, if you're not properly motivating, you don't have good compliant vessels, uh, the, I, I don't care how much you exercise the brain, you're more susceptible to stroke or, or brain injury. But by the same token, all the studies are showing that mental activity, mental stimulation uh, certainly helps. So, you know, that's the thing we worry about with these days when people get stuck on screens, they lose that ability to personally interact, which is also challenging just as much as doing a Sudoku or some other challenging puzzle. I'm Matt, how about you? 100% agree. Uh, like you said, you know, having that good cardiovascular health helps get that blood to the brain, but helping to stimulate it, you know, we found in numerous research studies, um, stimulating the brain helps ward off uh, diseases like Alzheimer's and dementia. All right, how about the next one? Exercise is the best way to lose weight, true or false? I'd say it's kind of a, a combination of exercise and weight loss, just like Dr. Bush-Joseph said a couple minutes ago. It's, uh, you know, calories in versus calories out. If you're having a healthy amount of calories taken in and you're burning a good amount of calories with your workout, you're going to be able to lose some weight. So it's diet, Dr. Chuck, and the exercise. You know, Steve, I, I can't emphasize that enough, and if you want any question on that, Ask my wife, Vicki. Unfortunately, I'm one of those guys, I exercise so I can eat. And many patients do make that error. They, they have a great exercise period, and they feel that gives them license to go eat excessively or drink excessively. Right. Unfortunately, it's the combination of the two. Clearly, if you're sedentary and you're taking in two or 3,000 calories, you're going to gain weight. If you're burning three or 4,000 calories, you should be taking in that appropriate amount. If you're trying to lose weight, a little. The rule of thumb that I always tell my patients, if you're trying to lose more than a pound or two pounds a week, you're going to gain it back. The slower you lose the weight, the less likely or the more likely you're able to keep that weight off. And really, that's establishing patterns, patterns of exercise and patterns of diet that's more sustainable in the long term. I love this one. Sports drinks are the best way to rehydrate after a workout. Matt, what do you think? Uh, well, one of my favorite research articles out there in recent years uh, actually says that chocolate milk is the best uh, post-workout or post-exercise uh, uh, beverage because it supplies not only carbohydrate but uh, protein. 
uh, and then now at the Olympic Training Center uh, after the people's workouts, they have a nice little chocolate milk machine that you can just fill up your cup and, and get on your way. I like that. You know, Steve, on a professional level, I, I'd say what Matt is true. You know, if you look in the weight room of the Chicago uh, White Sox and the Chicago Bulls, there is lots of milk-based products in the refrigerators for we when our athletes, after they're doing their strength-building programs where they're trying to build muscle, we get them with protein intake. Now, if you're just coming off an endurance exercise, endurance activities, rehydration is critical. So really, it's a mixture of what are you trying to accomplish. If you're, if you're dehydrated, you got to get fluids in, electrolytes, and sports drinks is very helpful. If you're trying to build muscle, uh, then really the, the protein-based products are going to be more effective for that. All right, guys, last question. We're on with Matt Gauthier from Athletico. And here we go. You need to sweat for your exercise to count. I'm interested in that question. Dr. Chuck, you go first. Well, I, I'm going to say no because, uh, you know, if you, live in, if you live in Florida or, or South Alabama, you're going to sweat walking to your car. Uh, whereas if you live in Arizona, it's pretty hard to sweat because the water evaporates so fast. So, so sweat in of itself is really not the true marker. Certainly, it, it's just really calorie expenditure. Uh, how are you expending your calories? Matt, how about you? Yeah, you know, he's absolutely right. Um, one of the things that keeps coming up in, in all these research articles on exercise is the uh, intensity of exercise isn't nearly as important as the consistency of exercise. You can uh, exercise below that, that sweating threshold, but consistently do it four or five days a week and, and get great results from it. Great stuff. Matt Gauthier from Athletico. Their website is athletico.com, and you're located in what facility? Is it Niles Northwest? I'm at the uh, Niles Northwest Chicago location. Wonderful. Matt, thanks so much for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Thanks a lot for having me. All righty, and we're back with our staple of the show. It's our Ask the Doctor segment. After this, Stay with us. More Sports Medicine Weekly ahead, only on 670 The Score.